Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of having a cash buffer, not just for your own financial security and safety, but also for unexpected investment opportunities. And the idea for this podcast came really from two places. Uh, One, I just did a podcast episode the other day explaining what the debt ceiling was and what would happen if the U.S. were to default. And that stemmed a few conversations in the background about um, just in general personal finance, how it's interesting that so many of us uh, rely on like credit to do our bidding. We have really no financial plan. We're, we're kind of in the same game that our, our government is where we're just consistently taking out loan after loan after loan to cover our behind only to need to cover it again in the future. But even before that, it came from an idea that sparked during one of my kids' soccer games. Now, my kids' soccer matches are like the most exciting part of my life. I am an old, washed-up athlete, if I can even call myself an athlete anymore. So I can't really participate in the same type of uh, activities uh, as I used to. So I now live through my kids. So I, I love enjoying him play his soccer matches. we got a great group of parents. He's with a great team. He has a great coach. It's a good environment. It's fun to watch him grow. And the other day we went to a tournament, right? And of course we, we park, we head to the tournament and there's all these tents, there's all these vendors and there's this big tent selling jerseys, selling kits. So of course the first thing that happens is my kids run to it and they want to buy every single one. All right, actually, I lied. All right, I, my kids didn't even know. They, they ran straight and started kicking the ball. I noticed the tent. I ran to it, and I wanted to, <laughs> to buy every single one. So I brought my kids over. I said, hey, look at these kits right here. They got this Messi. They got this Ronaldo. They got a Holland. They got all the different alternative kits, so different kind of colors that we've never seen before. And it was an exciting time, right? You know, you, 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 a kid buys a kit, and they go out, and they kick the ball, and they pretend they're that player. It's like a life before, like, technology and video games and all that fun stuff, just kids being kids and making random friends. I love it. So we're going up to buy these two jerseys. And right as we get in line to buy it, a sign goes up, internet down, cash only, right? And you should just see the look on like 70% of the parents' faces. Most of them are like trying to find a way to explain to their kid like, hey, I know we were supposed to buy this, but you got to get that out of your hand and put it back because we don't have any cash, right? None of them really had cash. Meanwhile, I'm scrambling because I usually, I usually keep a whole bunch of cash. Not a, a whole bunch of cash. Yeah, I usually, I usually just whip out a big knot and I said, hey, I'll buy one for everyone. No, I keep a, I keep a little bit of cash on me. Um, you guys know I'm old school. I still like the the feel, the touch, the smell of of the American dollar in my hand. Um, so we were able to buy a jersey. I actually had to borrow some from my dad, who also keeps cash, right? See where I get it from. And we were able to buy our kids two jerseys. And I thought about the situation for a little bit and just the simple fact that the fact that I had this emergency plan, that I had no rhyme or reason for having like two $20 bills in my wallet. I wasn't using them for anything. Usually I used a credit card, but they just happened to be there in case I ever need it. And that's exactly why I put it there. And this was a situation that I never expected to happen. It wasn't an emergency situation or anything like that, but it was a situation where I happened to need cash and I had cash available. And this is something that we should be doing in our personal finances as well, right? We should have a cash buffer for multiple reasons. First, our own financial security and financial safety. If, well, let's put it this way. 
we just spoke about the debt ceiling, right? And I don't know what's gonna happen. They're still having conversations about raising it as I'm recording this right now. So by the time it gets to you guys, we could it could be raised and we could be out of the storm or we could be inching closer towards like that June 1st date where we run out of money and we're like, hey, I don't know what's gonna happen. But if that were to happen, we may be in a situation where, again, we're all, pensions are already not getting paid into. We may be in a situation where people stop getting paid. We may have another COVID situation, and not related to the debt ceiling, but we may have another COVID situation where people get laid off. The point is, you never know what's going to happen, and you can't rely that your job today is going to be your job tomorrow, that your paycheck today is going to be your paycheck tomorrow. And what were to happen, what would you do if you got, you know, God forbid, laid off? How long could you survive, right? How much liquid available assets, cash, do you have that you can use to kind of weather the storm? And typically what we hear is like, you want to have, it's there's different ways of doing it depending on what financial person you go to, but it's usually either three to six months of your salary so like whatever your you know three to six months salary would be you have that much in your bank account for survival that way you could go three to six months without having a job and still survive or three to six months of like your expenses so if you tally up kind of your your basic expenses so like if you have a car note your car payments your insurance your mortgage your food your bills all that fun stuff right add all that together and you kind of know, hey, this is my normal monthly expenses, especially for the things that you need to do, right? So like the the fancy stuff you're going to and stuff like that doesn't count, just kind of your, your basic survival things, at least three to six months available for that. And I would argue, I don't know any stats on this, but just from normal interaction with people over so many years, I would argue that a very small amount have six months and even smaller amount have three months and i would argue unfortunately that the majority of people don't even have i would say two months worth of this money kind of sitting around in their savings account and there's other ways to do it it could be like a something low risk so like a, a savings account is probably your your least risky it could be in like a money market account or a, a certificate of deposit like if you, if you want to take the investment stance that's not in a place that can like lose money basically money that you can pull out immediately if you were to need it so if you're someone that is in that very small amount where you don't have one month two months three months at least I would make that a major goal because trust me, if COVID taught us anything, we never know what's going to happen. We never know when it's going to happen. And even though we think that it can't happen to us, it certainly can. Now, from an investment perspective, we also want to have cash available to make good investment decisions. Going back to the COVID, that was another perfect example. COVID was a horrible, horrible time for everyone, but it was a really, really good time for lots of investors because everything was dirt cheap. It was literally a fire sale in the market. As the market crashed, blue chip stocks, really favorable, safe, consistent gainers got really, 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 really cheap because they got caught in a storm with everything else. Now, we know that misery doesn't last forever or we hope that misery doesn't last forever so when you have these strong companies right or when you have a indice like the s p for example that is not going to fail never going to fail it's all about waiting the storm so when things go on fire sale if it was a value at a number up here it's double the value at a number down here so if you have cash on hand right 
you can now buy very good investment assets for dirt cheap and that's going to put you in position over the next you know two three four five six seven eight years to make some really big earnings but if you don't have that cash available and of course if you don't have the mindset to kind of go left when everyone else is going right you're not going to be able to do that and me personally me and my partner darren um my good friend um who does the bond stuff as well we had some very good investments during COVID. felt a little dirty doing it but you know you, you gotta you know you gotta do what's best for yourself unfortunately now i bring that up because again following up on this whole debt ceiling thing if we don't come to an agreement and if we are going to be in a situation similar to 2011, which is the last time we kind of were at this stalemate and nothing really happened, we could see a big crash in the market. I believe last time it was like 17%. So there can be available assets. There can be stocks. There can be indices that you can buy, commodities as well, perhaps, that you can buy for dirt cheap. And if you don't have that money available, you're going to miss that opportunity because these things happen pretty quickly right they the good old saying is that you know bulls take the stairs bears take the window i mean it takes markets a really long time to kind of go up but when they go down boom it happens fast and when we hit that floor what you perceive to be the floor and you don't want to get greedy you're never going to catch the very bottom but when you perceive that your asset is getting cheap enough you need to be able to move around funds very very quickly so that you can jump in catch that wave up and then either hold or jump out. So step number one, have that cash buffer, have available assets for your safety. Once you have accomplished that goal, you put blank amount into that account or that certificate of deposit or whatever it is, now you can start working on the next goal where you're consistently putting money into another account and that account is strictly for your investments. And again, you're not trying to time these things. We know that recessions and whatnot happen every, what, eight to 10 years, but you're waiting patiently, right? You don't want to jump the gun. Patience, patience, patience. And when it happens, boom, you'll be ready to pounce. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, leave me a rating and a review. That's the best way you can support the show. Also, remember to share this with your social media community. If you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, give this post a share, inform others what you are being informed of by listening to this podcast. Yeah, we don't rehearse these. I just spew at them out. But share it. It's a massive help. And I'll see you guys next time. Until then, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.